High Praise Podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joshua, lead pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage and bless you. So I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today. We are just so glad all of you are here. And in case you haven't heard it from us already, but Happy New Year. This is the first Sunday of the year. There's no better place to be on the first Sunday of the year than in the house of the Lord. And we're so glad that all of you are with us. At the end of the service, between the two services, we are going to be having a baptism. And we have a little over a dozen people that we're going to be baptizing. So any of you that would like to stick around for that, please feel free to. It's always wonderful. Wednesday night I actually taught on baptism, the importance of baptism. And the significance and what it actually means. Uh, and uh, I found that a lot of people, uh, you know, they get baptized just solely because, well, I got saved and I'm supposed to. But I think you need to have some understanding of what's actually the purpose of baptism is. And it's an outward expression of something that has already happened to you on the inside. It expresses to the world that you are saved, that you are born again, and that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. But anyway, we're going to be having that baptismal service uh, just immediately following uh, the service this morning. Praise God. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Isaiah 43, verse 18. We're going to start right there. And, uh, you know, uh, as we start the new year, I know that everybody is very familiar with things that uh, everybody normally goes through at the beginning of a new year. And uh, one of the things that's very common uh, in the world, not just the world, but the church, just with people in general, is what we call New Year's resolutions. Anybody here ever made any New Year's resolutions? You ever made one? Uh, okay, some of you have. Uh, probably, if everybody was honest, you may not have called it a New Year's resolution, but you made one. You said, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to go to the gym. Uh, I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to make sure that the house stays cleaner. Uh, um, I'm going to cook at home more. I'm just giving you some different things. How many of you have made some type of uh, decision or resolution or statement that at the beginning of the year, this is what we're going to do, right? On January 1st, we are throwing all of the cakes and the cookies and the pies that have been left over from Christmas and all the celebrations. We're throwing them in the garbage, and we're taking even the sugar out of the cupboard. We're not going to have any more of that, right? No, y'all didn't go that far, but nonetheless, you know, we all make these promises and these dedications and uh, really another way that we can even say this is we make a decision that we're going to have a fresh start. Everybody say fresh start. We're going to start fresh. We're going to do some things differently. We're going to do some things that are new. And uh, as you probably recognize, human beings, we don't adapt to change. We may say we want change, but we don't really want change, right? We, we, yes, I want the weight off, but I want to keep eating the same things that I was eating, right? Uh, yeah, I want the results of what change may produce, but I'm not really ready to embrace change. We don't really, we're creatures of habit, okay? See, I'd made some decisions, you know, we're going to do this and this at the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, I know we got all of this. And goodness gracious. And I really appreciate everybody who baked things for us. But I tell you, you folks want to make me fat. I'm fully convinced of that. And we got cookies and we got candy and got peanut brittle. And I mean, and it's all the stuff I love. I'm telling you. 
I love every bit of it, and I had to at least take a bite of everything just so I could say at least I ate some of it. But, you know, uh, I said, you know, told Stacy at the beginning of the year, we're throwing all of that stuff away. We're getting rid of all the sugar. We're not going to put any more of that in there. We're going to eat good. I'm going to eat grilled chicken and grilled fish and green beans and uh, Caesar salad. And, and you know what? Then Wednesday, we, we were, there was a download. Tuesday night was a download into our house called Three Grandchildren who only eat McDonald's chicken nuggets and only eat pizza and only eat eat breadsticks, and that's it. They won't eat anything else. <clears throat> and so I took one for the team. <laughs> I ate pizza. You know, I wanted to go to rodeos. Right? I wanted to go to rodeos. I asked them, what do you like at rodeos? Now, this is not, by the way, Bobby's back there so you understand, Bobby. You know how much I love your restaurant. I call, we call it our dining room. Actually, I'm serious. We call rodeos our dining room. We eat there so much. But, you know, this, this past week I had to eat, you know, it's just junk food, okay? You don't get junk food. Man, you get nice steak there. You get grilled fish and you get fried fish and shrimp. And they got the best shrimp in all of Bay County, period. I mean, uh, just hands down. Uh, I, I, I know it's an unclean animal, but it becomes clean the moment I pray over it and bless it. Praise the Lord and, and touch it. <laughs> Amen. And it's good. Glory to God. But this is the deal. You know, uh, you, you know we, we make all these commitments and we're going to do that. Well, I didn't do that. And, uh, but I'm telling you, it's starting tomorrow. <laughs> but we all make this commitment. Because <laughs> I already had the chocolate-covered donut this morning, so today's already wiped out. <laughs> today, forget about it. But we make all these commitments that we're going to do these things because we want, we want the effects of making the change, but many times we don't want to make the change. And I really do believe that the Lord wants us, just as we would attempt to do in the natural, I believe that God wants us to make a fresh start in the Spirit. I believe some things that God wants to do within your life, but understand this, they're going to be predicated upon obedience. They're going to be predicated upon you making some changes in your life. Listen, you're not going to become stronger in God if you just sit around and watch TV all day. You're going to have to open up your word at some point in time. You're going to have to spend some time in prayer. You're going to have to spend some time praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? These are things that are going to be required. Things don't automatically happen just because you want them to happen. They happen because you make a conscience effort and you make a decision and you're going to say, I'm going to do whatever is necessary for me to achieve what God wants to bring forth within my life. Now, ultimately, God is going to be the one that brings it forth. But hear this. What I have found is that God is a good and fair checker player. And that, is, that means this. God does not move out of turn. So this is the way it works. You move and then he moves. And listen, God will not move until you take the first step. How many of you know salvation required you to take the first step? You had to say, Lord, I come, I believe, I repent of my sin. I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, and now I confess him as Lord. That produced the fruit and the gift of salvation within your life. 
But salvation just didn't happen automatically. Salvation didn't just happen because God wanted you to be saved. Listen, God wants everybody to be saved. It's the will of God that none perish. It is the will of God that everybody be saved, but only those who will take the steps that are needed to receive the gift of salvation actually receive it. So Isaiah 43, verse 18, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I believe whenever you actually read this passage of scripture, we could even call it God requiring or God saying, I want to do a fresh start within your life. I want to do some new things within your life. May I just say prophetically, I really feel that the Lord is going to move many of you into manifestations of his spirit that you've never experienced before in this year. I believe that God is going to open up some things and some revelation and understanding that you haven't known before. Some of you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. This is your day and this is your season and this is your year. Some of you have never prophesied, but this is your season, this is your day, and this is your year. Some of you have never laid hands on somebody and seen a miracle come forth right before your eyes, but I'm telling you, this is your day, this is your season, and this is your year that God is going to move you in to some new experiences. Amen? I believe that God is going to do that within your life and within your family. Some of you, your kids may have never served the Lord, but I'm telling you, this is your day. This is your season. This is your year that God will turn the hand of the enemy. I felt that so strong as uh, during worship that some of you have thrown in the towel concerning your kids. But listen, God is saying, pick up the promise once again. Pick up the sword once again. There is nothing that is too difficult for the Lord. Amen? Nothing too difficult for the Lord. I've given you the testimony before of my brother-in-law, and I don't really have time to do it this morning, but I'll just say this. He was about as lost. Anybody, if there are degrees of being lost, I know they're not, but if you understand how I'm saying this, you know, there's like people that are lost a little bit, and then there's people that are really lost. You know what I'm saying? Blind as a bat, don't know their way. I mean, they are lost. You can't get any more lost. They're at the bottom of the barrel. It's going to take, God's going to have to have a really long arm to reach down there and actually pull them out because I was convinced that God's arm wasn't strong enough and wasn't long enough to reach to the bottom of where he was. But in a praise God. And now you know the testimony how we stood in a service and God told us to pick up the sword once again. Pick up the promise once again. Begin to believe God once again. And in less than six months, the guy who was on drugs, the guy that was living a wrong lifestyle, homosexual lifestyle, the, the, the man that was actually totally possessed by devils, he came into this church and he lifted his hands in tears began to come down his cheek and God turned his life around and he got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's nothing too difficult for the Lord. Amen. Look at somebody say, don't you tell me he can't do it. Come on, tell somebody else, don't you tell me he can't do it. Listen, if he'll do it for Stacy and I, and if he'll do it for my brother-in-law, he'll do it for you, he'll do it for your son, he'll do it for your daughter, he'll do it for your aunt, he'll do it for your uncle, he'll do it for your in-laws too. You might as well believe God for them. Life's a lot better whenever your in-laws are serving God. Amen. There's challenges enough with a Christian mother-in-law, but you know, an unbelieving mother-in-law, that's a whole other story. So God's saying it's a season of a fresh start. 
Everybody shout, fresh start. Now, this word doesn't mean that you abandon relationships, you quit your job, you sell your house, or you move geographically. That's not what fresh start necessarily means. Some people hear fresh start and they think, well, I got to abandon my relationships and I got to cut everybody off. You know what? Listen, people can't hold you back from what God, I'm, I'm be on, I'm on the, Excuse me, I'm going to get on the soapbox here for just a moment. Uh, you know, every time I turn around, uh, I hear people talking about cutting off people that are holding you back. Listen, there's nobody that can hold you back unless you give them the power to do so. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Nobody has the power. Listen, go, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Nobody has the power to thwart what God does with it. You know what? If they try to step on me, God's only going to lift me that much higher. And you know how I know it? I've experienced before. I've had people try to step on me. You know what God did? He just took, he said, you know what? You're not going to have to do anything. You don't have to fight in this battle. Just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Well, I'm going to cut that person off and cut that person off. Well, that's exactly what Jesus said. Now, if that person is having a negative influence on you, that means, one, you, you might need to strengthen yourself in the Lord. But listen, don't cut themselves off. Don't, you need to always understand that God's desire is that you reach out to people that are messed up. Not cut them off. You don't have to engage in their parties. You don't have to have close fellowship with them and close communion with them. But understand this, you're always called to reach out and touch people that are messed up. Amen? That's the reason we're here in this world. But anyway, are y'all getting anything out of this? So you don't abandon your relationships. You don't quit your job. Listen, your spouse is not your problem. Well, the Lord told me, I said, time for a fresh start, a new start. You know, I'm going to ditch the old ball and chain. Hey, you better not ditch them. You might get one that's heavier than that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> right? <laughs> I won't go anywhere with that, but anyway. People just want to, that fresh start means ditch everybody. It doesn't mean ditch everybody. Listen, it has nothing to do with what you do externally. It has everything to do with what goes on to you within you internally. What's happening in your heart. Amen? So these are the things that we need to do. Number one, this is, these are things I believe that we need to do. And God's saying for us to have a fresh start. You want a fresh start? How many of you want a fresh start? How many of you, how many believe that God wants you to have a fresh start in your life? A fresh start. Number one is this. You've got to align with the original call and purpose of God on your life. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. You are called according to His purpose. Let me say it another way. You are called with a purpose. You didn't get saved just so you could go to heaven. You got saved so that you could fulfill the purpose of God on your life. You didn't get saved just because so you could miss hell. And that's wonderful. That's a wonderful benefit. But understand this, you were saved so that you could fulfill the divine purpose that God has for your life. And every single one of us are called with a purpose. Tell somebody you have a purpose today. Every one of us have a unique purpose within life. Every one of us have a unique purpose in the body of Christ. And by the way, every church has a very unique purpose. We have a unique purpose within this community, within this city. Not doesn't just stop there, but within the state and even within the nation and even within the world. But understand this, everybody is not going to be, every church isn't going to be high praise and that's okay. Okay. 
okay? And they can be whoever they feel like God's called them to be and fulfill their purpose. But you know what? We're not going to stop fulfilling our purpose and we're not going to conform to what somebody else is doing. We're going to be faithful to the purpose that God has called us to fulfill in Jesus' name. Amen? Many times we can become involved. You need to hear this. We can become involved in doing good things that occupy our time and resources, but not be on purpose. Can I tell you, you can be doing something good, but it not be God. And it's just because it's good doesn't mean that it's God. And I believe that God in this season and time as we move into this new year, the Lord is saying you need to examine what you're doing. And if you're doing things that you don't need to be involved in, then you need to cut those things off. Cut those things, not people off, but you need to cut those things off. Amen? Don't allow yourself to be occupied. Don't allow your time to be occupied with things that are not on purpose that God has for you. And it's so easy today because there's so many things that are vying for our attention. Listen, it, oh, you, you, how many of you still love me? Y'all love me? I want to make sure you love me before I say what I'm going to say. You know what? Social media is great. Social media is wonderful. And there's some wonderful things. But if you're not careful, you can find yourself five hours, six hours, seven hours, eight hours a day. You're spending all your time on social media. You go to work and you're, you're, you're literally people are get withdrawals. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? They hide their phone. So when the boss isn't looking, they can go grab their phone and get on social media because they just got to find, uh, see all the notifications. My friend, if you are there, you need to be delivered from that just like a drug addict needs to be delivered from drugs and just like an alcoholic needs to be delivered from alcohol. Are, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Facebook shouldn't be dictating our life and it certainly shouldn't be dictating what we believe and the opinions that we hold. Amen? Can everybody say amen? I'm not, listen, I'm not, it's okay, it's wonderful, it's got some good things that you know you can see and that's all wonderful. Uh, but I will tell you this much, I think that many of the things that we can use for good have become bad within our lives because they have distracted us from what is most important. And listen, if a good thing is distracting you from what is God, then you need to get rid of the good thing. Amen? If the good thing is distracting you from what is God, then get rid of it. Amen? Look at somebody and say, you got to get rid of it. If I just give a computer analogy here for just a moment. You know, computers, just as a result of you know, going out on the internet and the web and things like that, they can pick up viruses. Witt's got a, he's got a business that he'll help you take care of that and we'll block a lot of that stuff and help you out. He's a, he's a networking guru. Okay. Some people have picked up, hear this, I say that to say this. Some people, just by living in the world, Christians, have picked up viruses that need to be flushed out of their system. You know, one of the ways that you flush out those viruses, that your computer is built with certain things that will actually flush certain things out if you restart it, if you reboot it. And I believe the Lord just wants us to, hey, you got to reboot some things and you got to align yourself properly so that you'll begin to, re, you know, flush out those viruses that have attached itself to you. And I believe that God has a spiritual antiviral program that he will run on you. And by the way, that starts with the Bible. It just starts with the Word of God. It starts with being in the house of God. Can I tell you, every time you come to the house of the Lord, there's an antiviral program that's being run on your life. God's flushing out the viruses that you pick up. That's the reason it's so important to be involved, to be plugged in, to be a part of a local church body. 
And by the way, the viruses that God removes out of us, it isn't necessarily, I'm not talking about necessarily regular sickness or disease or anything like that, although that can happen. And thank God for the healing power of the Lord. But understand, if you've got a bad heart attitude, there's something that needs to be flushed out of you. If you've got ungodly beliefs, that needs to be flushed out of you. Well, how does that happen? It says, don't be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. So whenever we come, we gather together and the word of God is prophesied, the word of God is preached, what's happening? Our minds are being renewed. Whenever you open your Bible and begin to study your Bible, what's happening? Your mind is being renewed. And so what's happening there is a flushing out of what is ungodly and with the washing of the water of the word. You know, sometimes we actually slow down in our pursuit of the Lord because we're involved in things that we don't need to be doing. And I believe that the Lord is saying, ditch the unneeded things and get rid of the baggage. Look at somebody and say, get rid of the baggage. Now again, once I have to qualify this. I want everybody to understand your spouse, your family, they are not your baggage. Amen. That's your travel partner. You don't ditch them. You're going to need them to help you carry your bag, right? The bag that you need to be carrying. But you know what? The baggage that doesn't, that doesn't need to be in your life. You know what I'm talking about? The, the stuff, the attitudes, the, the dispositions, the beliefs, those things need to be taken out of your life. You got to start new. You got to reset to the original programming. Hear this. Whenever you were saved, there was a purpose that God ignited on the inside of you. And I believe the Lord is like pushing the reset button to put you back to the original programming that you were actually programmed to do. Because listen, there's some things that God wants you to do in this upcoming year, but you got to get your programming right to start out with. Amen. There's also a memory and focus reset. Did you read that scripture when we read it? It actually says, what does it say at the very beginning of it? It says, do not remember the former things. Everybody say, don't remember. This is the next thing that I really believe that the Lord is wanting us to do, and that is to have a memory and focus reset. Do not remember the former things. You gotta flush out the old memory. Again, this is something that happens whenever you restart a computer. There's RAM memory within that computer and it gets occupied by all sorts of things just because of the workload that happens within the computer. But whenever you restart it, what happens is there's a flushing out of that RAM memory. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians, their RAM memory, what occupies their mind is memories of hurt, memories of pain, memories of failure, memories of things that didn't go right, memories of kids that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, uh, memories of people who said things that were hurtful and harmful. I can't tell you how often I read something on Facebook and people are always expressing how hurt they are and how you know life is so bad. And please understand this, I sympathize with them uh, and I wanna pray for them, uh, but talking about about your hurt on Facebook is only doing the opposite of what needs to be done. You don't flush it out by talking about it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The more you talk about something, the more you empower it. 
Now, if you're talking about it in order to get healed of it, that's one thing. But if you are just letting everybody know how bad you got it and how so-and-so hurt you and how this leader did you wrong and how that leader said something to you and how my daddy did this and my mama did that, you know what? Probably every single one of us could line up right now and give some stories of how some people have done us wrong. Has anybody ever had somebody do you wrong? I mean, it's like somebody done somebody wrong song, right? Make me feel at home. That's the way many people, they only feel at home whenever they're talking about all of their hurt and all of their anguish. And may I say this in the name of Jesus, I speak and I declare over this church that is not the way that we will operate. We're going to operate in the healing power of the Lord. We're going to operate in forgiveness and we're not going to live with the hurt of yesterday. Amen. You don't need to, not, by the way, if you said something on Facebook uh, about your herd, please make sure that you understand. I'm not talking about you because I probably didn't read what you wrote. I'm talking about all the other people. <laughs> Look at somebody say, he's talking about the other people. But everybody's all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Where, where, where? And at some point in time, you got to get over it. Right? I appreciate whenever I was growing up, now I grew up in a different season. I don't know if anybody else grew up in the season I grew up in. You'd be out there playing football, you get the wind knocked out of you. Right. And it was basically suck it up buttercup. And now we have people, if they get a little hangnail, oh, go sit over there and saw for, you know, five days and then come back after you're hang. I mean, it's, it's gotten to that point. We, we, we wallow in the hurt. We wallow in the offense. We wallow in the pain. We wallow. And it's almost like we relish in it. Can I tell you, you need to find a different way to live your life. Why do you want to live with the pain that somebody else may have inflicted? Why do you give them the power over your life? Why don't you rise up and say, I'm not going to allow that to have power over my life. I'm going to allow the Lord and his word to have power over my life. Because every single one of us, we could be here all day. Well, my daddy did this, and my daddy and my mama did this. Listen, my mama had a hairbrush. Y'all know what I'm talking about. My mama's right here. She hates it whenever I'm sorry, mama. But anyway, there was one time she thought that I had, I had uh, and I want you to know I have forgiven her a long time ago about this. I use this only as an illustration, okay? I really, I have no pain. I can still feel it when I talk about it, but I just, <laughs> but I said something and she felt like I had sassed her and she just happened to have a hairbrush in, in her hand, and the next thing, <laughs> wham! I mean, I got it right across the face. Now, by the way, it, it, I'm not telling anybody to do that, okay? I don't, listen, we don't want DCF to show up at your doorstep or anything like that. And believe it or not, I know you, some of you may be surprised, but I survived. I lived, and I walked normal. And, and I don't have, you know, I'm not going like this all the time. You know, I'm not, nothing went, nothing went wrong with me because my mother did something. I didn't feel like I had sassed her, but she felt like, but you know what? From that point on, I made sure whenever, I looked at her hands before I said anything. But got anything in her hands? 
we got everybody today, you know, any little thing hurts them and they're, they're crushed. Can I, we need some toughness to arise in the body of Christ. Are you hearing one of the, the Bible says to endure hardness as a good soldier of the Lord. Guess what? Welcome to earth. Everything's not going to go your way. It's not everything's not going to go my way. And there's going to be people that are going to say things that you would, that, that are going to be hurtful. But you know what? At the end of the day, you just got to rise up and say, praise the Lord. I thank you, Lord. You are my healer. If God be for me, who can be against me? Who will I fear with God on my side? And I'm going to keep on moving forward. Amen. Now I'll make sure everybody understands. I am not in any way condoning any kind of behavior like that. Y'all do understand that. When I say I'm not, no hairbrush, okay? But what I'm saying, you know what? People do things that are wrong all the time, but you can't, you can't allow yourself to wallow in the hurt and the pain. You know what you gotta do? Flush out the memory. I'm choosing not to remember that. You know what Paul said? He said, forgetting the things. Forgetting the things which are behind. Forgetting the things, and I'm reaching to what God has. Can I tell you something? Many people can't reach what God has for them because they're not willing to forget what is behind. You cannot reach forward until, first of all, you forget. Until you forgive and say, I'm moving forward. Because that's really forgetting. Forgetting involves, here I say this, you have to choose to forgive and you got to choose to move on. You can't get bitter, you got to get better. You can't allow those things that somebody else did to you to weigh you down. You know, many of us probably had some things that were done to us in 2023. You know what? Why don't you make a decision today in 2024? I'm choosing to forget those things. I'm choosing to move forward. I'm going to forget the failures of yesterday. I'm going to forget Get the things that took place yesterday. You know why? Because God has something in front of me that I'm going after. And I can't apprehend it. I can't embrace it as long as I'm holding on to the old. Would you stand to your feet this morning? I didn't finish the message, but I'll finish it next time. How many of you got something out of this? I believe this is something the Lord is saying. It's time for a fresh start. You know what? You got to push. We're pushing the restart button. We're aligning ourselves with the purpose of God. And we're going to, we're choosing to allow our memory to be reset, our focus to be reset. So would everybody just lift your hands right there where you're at, just real quickly. And I want you to pray this with me right now. I want you to pray this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that today is a day of a fresh start. I'm starting fresh today. In the name of Jesus, I declare that I will not be bound by what happened yesterday. I'll not be bound by what somebody else did to me. I choose today to shake it off. I forgive, I forget, I'm moving forward in the name of Jesus. I align myself with your purpose, your call that you have on my life. I align myself with that today. In Jesus' mighty name, I declare I will move forward in your plan and in your purpose. In Jesus' mighty name, I want everybody to say this. In Jesus' name, I forgive anyone who did anything to me, to offend me, to hurt me, to bring pain to my life. I forgive them. I release them in the name of Jesus. If God be for me, who can be against me? Who will I fear with God on my side?
I lift my hands and I thank you, Lord. I say hallelujah. 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 Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.